on In Radio, Omni Studio, and wherever you listen, I'm James Cridland, the radio futurologist. This week, presenters and blogs. Now, I've worked with a ton of radio presenters over the last 28 years, and if I was going to make a general observation about them, it's that they're great at being radio presenters. The whole talking and communicating thing, they do that. Few of them, however, are particularly brilliant at writing. Now, that's not to take away from those that are. There are a few presenters that can string enough sentences together to publish a decent book, for example. My bookshelf has quite a few of them. For British readers, I'd recommend Jeremy Vine, David Lloyd, John Myers, or any number of other writers. More internationally, Valerie Geller, Richard Feidler, Steve Ahern. There's a definite list of radio people who've written good books, and it's a short one. Just because a presenter is great at communicating with their voice, it doesn't follow that they're any good at writing. However, someone somewhere has told radio stations in the US that they really ought to get their presenters to write blogs. Every week, there's a presenter somewhere who ends up having to fill a page with copy because a senior manager in another city has decided that this is a good idea to get more website traffic. The problem with this is that most blogs written by radio presenters aren't really blogs. And if they're only available on your website, they aren't reaching new audiences. So unless the content is brilliant, I'm sorry to have to break it to you, but people probably won't visit the website just to read it. Now, some stations ask breakfast presenters to record something for video every morning to catch people on Facebook or Twitter as they wake up, and that's a cleverer idea. Competitions that you can only enter by going online, or probably better, competitions that you can get another chance to enter by going online, well, they'll work as a traffic driver, providing you promote them on air. If you let your presenters produce a podcast on whatever they like, then that might work as a way of both enhancing their skills, keeping them creatively satisfied, and driving more visitors to your station's website. Putting highlights of a good interview on social media and pulling them through to the radio website to watch the whole thing has been successful for LBC, the national UK radio station. But a blog post? I'm not entirely convinced. Perhaps next year it might be time to review, and quietly remove, the blog posts that are just done as a contractual obligation, and concentrate on bringing new listeners to your website in other ways. Obviously I realise that I'm doing this as essentially a blog post, and this is a weekly post designed in part to keep audiences coming back to websites, so maybe you can ignore this post. And also, I just redid my weekly International Radio Trends newsletter website, thanks to helpful people who support my work with Patreon. Uh, You can visit too if you like. Uh, This new website is at james.crid.land. Yes, it doesn't forward anymore. James.crid.land. And you can get that weekly newsletter or a daily newsletter around podcasting at podnews.net. And until next time, keep listening.